Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and I'm your weight loss coach, health strategist and internationally published author, helping take your life and your business, your health, fitness, mindset and body from where you are right now to where it is that you absolutely want to be. I want you to complete this sentence for me. How can I fill in the blank? It's a very powerful question. How can I do this? How can I achieve this level of success? How can I achieve this level of health? How can I achieve the body that I want? How can I achieve the wealth that I want? How can I achieve a career change that I want? And now I want you to think about those same questions that you may ask to, to this statement and change it to this. I can't change my career. I can't have that level of wealth. I can't achieve that level of health and wellness for me. I can't achieve that body that I want. And it sounds silly when you say those two things in comparison. How can I do this? As opposed to, I can't do that. But even though we don't verbalize it out loud sometimes, we say this to ourselves over and over again. I can't do that. Because we have these fears inside us. The fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of looking silly in front of someone else or other people. But if you only opened up your mind to change the way that you language certain conversations with yourself and said, never again, I can't do that. I can't afford to do this. I can't I can't, I can't. It's so disempowering. But if instead you say, how can I do that? How can I make enough money to make that come to fruition? How can I achieve a body and health that I have always wanted and have never been able to achieve before, but will now? How can I do that? It just opens up your mind completely because I can't do that. It just shuts the door completely, locks it in a vault, never to be opened again. There's nothing good to come of that. It's just limiting. It's limiting your true potential. So how many things, how often do you say to yourself, I can't do that? I hear it often in people when they first come to see me and I say, oh, I, can't, I can't achieve that. They'll give me a number in which they think they can achieve in terms of weight loss. And a typical one is, oh, I'd like to lose 10 kilos. These people just like round numbers that ends in a five or a zero. And I say, look, I'd like to lose 10 kilos. And so, okay. And I can look at them and think, okay, well, 10 kilos is going to take you so far, but it's probably not going to get you all the way where you probably really want to get to. Because they might need to lose 30 to achieve that. So I'll say, but what's the dream? I'll say, what do you mean? I'll say, what's the dream for you? If you could achieve the absolute best body that you've ever had in your life, what is it that you would like to achieve? 
give me that number. I said, oh, well, that'd be 25 or 30. I said, so why did you say 10? Oh, well, I'm too old. I, I can't do this. I'm too busy. I'm this, this and that. And I said, hang on a second. If that's the dream, then that's what we work towards. Because you've told me a number that is a third of what you really want to achieve. Why would you do that? I said, oh, okay. And you immediately wonder about what other things are they saying to themselves that they can't do? People put so many limiting beliefs on themselves as to what they're truly capable of. People that normally say that they're too old are in their 30s. And I say, are you kidding? I say, oh, well, I'm almost 40 now. Or I've had kids, so I wouldn't be able to achieve that. I say, why not? Well, who told you that? Oh, well, I'm just, I'm getting old. I say, really? I'm older than you and I've got the best body that I've ever had because I made the decision to change it. And I've got the best level of health as well because I chose to change it. What I think we don't do enough of as a species, some of us do it really well, others don't. But this is why it's only the top 1% of people in the world that are doing so super well. It's because they've understood the principles of conditioning yourself every day to get better. One of the problems is that most people just cruise on through from one weekend to the next, hoping that they've got enough money and hoping that they can get through to the next weekend without too much stress. But they're not really making the inroads. They're not setting big goals for themselves. They're not learning every day. They're not conditioning themselves to be better every day. And when you do, that's when everything starts to change because you're getting into this routine of conditioning yourself every day to be better. So you're looking for opportunities every day to get better, to grow, pardon me, to grow, to learn. How do you become a better person? How do you become a better authority in the field that you work? How do you accumulate more money? How can you live a healthier life? How can you exercise smarter, not harder, but smarter? How can you achieve all the things that you want to achieve in the same time that you've got left? What should I be reading? How can I retain knowledge faster? And when you ask these questions and you keep being hungry for getting better and better, then you just get better. I found that where things really changed for me was when I started to realize that I need to have, if you like, a core routine every day. And it took me some time because of, like for decades, I was just fluffing around and there were a series of things that I knew, oh, well, I know that I need to be you know, doing these certain work tasks and I need to be uh, you know, eating more uh, you know, wholesome nutritional foods, I need to be exercising, 
etc. Probably need to be taking supplements, all that kind of stuff. But I wasn't in a great routine, recognizing that every day when I did certain things, I got better outcomes. Instead, what was happening was I was going through my, my days and my weeks, and some days, some weeks, were way better than others. And I never really stopped to ask myself, why are some days and weeks better than others? Why do I feel this way in a relationship? Why do I feel this way in my body when other days I don't? Until I started to find out the magic source. And that was to realize that when I did look after myself better, everything else started to change as well. And it wasn't like I've ever been overweight or I've ever been, well, that's not true. There was a time when I got up to 80 kilos where I peaked at that. Uh, I didn't consider myself overweight at that time because I was working with my powerlifting and all that kind of stuff to just lift more weights, get bigger, etc. But compared to where I am now, uh, I looked overweight. I was carrying too much fat. I thought I was working towards the right thing, but I wasn't, I was doing it the wrong way. But when I realized that I could do this better, I realized that, okay, when I eat six meals a day, five or six meals a day, I do feel better. But over more time, so this has been happening now for the last eight years, I've realized that when I eat these types of foods, this much protein, this amount of plant-based food, these types of vegetables, then I feel better. And so I practice that. And even if you've listened to me recently over the last, the last week, I've talked about uh, the slight modifications that I've made uh, with my eating over the past oh, 16 weeks just to try different things, to see what sits within my body better than others. How do I feel, for one? How do I look? What's the bloating? What's the body fat impact? All that kind of stuff. So I've been practicing that. But what I'm not doing is moving too far away from where I was. It's just improving it. So I'm practicing it every day. How do I get this better? All right, today, let's not eat as many green beans and let's see what the impact is. Very slight change, but has a big impact on me. So I don't need too many green beans now. Yellow beans seem to not have the same impact. Cauliflower has a different impact on me. So I don't eat the, I might eat it sometimes, but I don't have it very often. So slight little changes can have a huge, a huge difference. But if you're not looking for the cues and you're not practicing this stuff, you don't get any better. So I started to look at the food and then I started to look at the supplementation and supplementation, the only real supplement I was ever taking was like a, a protein powder. And I would always buy just the cheapest one that was available. Now that probably tells you something doesn't it? If you're always shopping around on price, then you're never going to get the best response all the time. So then I started to go for, let me just go for the best. 
Okay, the absolute best, it's backed by science, it's consistent, it's made from pharmaceutical manufacturing techniques, so it is consistent, what's on the labels in the bottle. And I started using that, and then I started to get different responses. Then I started to use some different types of things that I'd never used before, adding those in to see, okay, what's the impact that that has? Because I'm asking myself every day, how can I get better? Because even though I feel great, I don't know what even greater feels like if I don't necessarily work at changing it and incorporating some different things. Not, not changing everything because then you don't know. It's like trying to work out if you're, you know, celiac, gluten-free. You know, if, if you change ev- or dairy or intolerant or, you know, you have an intolerance somewhere. If you change everything, then you're not going to know. So you change one thing at a time. Okay, what did that change? Okay. Now let's put that back in because that didn't have any impact. Change something else. That's how you do it. And so I'm, I'm at the upper end of health. So any change that I make is got to have a really big impact for me. Or maybe it'll have a tiny impact, but it is a difference. So a good example is uh, I, oh, from time to time, I take different brands of multivitamins. Uh, but I wouldn't take them all the time. The ones that I, I take as standard are fish oil. I take vitamin D. I also take a magnesium uh, once a day capsule as well. Um, but I, for years, never taken multivitamins. And then I thought, well, you know, the, the Isogenics brand is the, the brand that I, I trust and the only one that I recommend now. And they have a, a men's and a women's uh, essential vitamin. Volume, oh, sorry, can't talk multivitamin, almost said Voldemort then, and I decided to take those. And I noticed a slight change, a slight improvement. And it's not, it's not one of those things that it's instantaneous. I think if you're very nutrient deficient, then you might, but because my body is so nutrient dense in terms of the, the food that I consume, then I thought, well, okay, let me just try it and see what extra benefit they get. Because I'm looking to add that 1% extra or maybe it's a 2% extra, maybe it's a 5% extra. And so after a couple of uh, months of using them, I feel like they really do make that, that, give me that little extra edge. Another one that I've added is uh, a natural, 100% natural, very low calorie, very low sugar energy drink. Again, it's an isogenics one. And I've incorporated that in. I have, uh, I have one a day in the sort of lunchtime, sort of early afternoon. I don't have it late in the, the day because it can, that might keep me up. And it doesn't give me an instant hit, but it does give me that sense of, wow, I've really got more energy by the time I get to the end of the day and I get through the day and I'm like, wow, I actually feel really good. So I'm always looking for those different changes. How can I get better? In terms of the knowledge that I have, I work with the strength and conditioning coach so that I can try the different things through my body. I can bounce ideas off him. I can create my program, bounce it off him. He can suggest some things. And a good example is because of the physicality issues that I can have from time to time with my shoulders. I've had three shoulder operations. The last thing that I want to do is lift heavy weights and hurt myself. But I want to lift heavy weights. So it's like, how do we find the right sorts of exercise that I can be doing 
and not hurting myself. So again, how can I? I asked myself if, uh, these questions years ago and said, how can I keep doing what I'm doing, getting bigger and stronger and feeling better the older that I get, not in more pain when I've got these you know, conditions in my shoulders, which initially were diagnosed as injuries, but they weren't injuries, they're just conditions uh, that I had in my shoulders. So I kept asking the questions, how can I keep doing this? And so I escalated from the, the doctor to the physio, to ultrasound, back to the physio, to sports doctor, to cortisone injection, to sports doctor, to surgeon, to fixed. Back to the physio. <laughs> so I kept saying, there's gotta be a better way than this how can I keep doing what I'm doing and you know, be pain-free be pain was the, the key. And I am pain-free in my shoulders now after being in pain for probably 15 years uh, when I did the exercise, now there's no pain. So coming back to working with my strength and conditioning coach, how can I get bigger? You've got to lift bigger weights. So how can I do that and remain injury-free? What did we do? We experimented with angles. So let's say a bench press. I'm looking at a flat bench press right now. So flat really puts a lot of pressure on your shoulders. But when you lift the bench a little bit, then obviously the pressure is different. Now, the difference from flat to 45 degrees can be quite significant and can overload the shoulder. But if you go somewhere in between, so for a number of weeks, I used a period of time where I experimented at 15 degrees, I experimented at uh, 30 degrees and experimented at 45 degrees to find the exercises that I could load. Because I kept asking my question, how can I achieve what I want to achieve with the limitations that I have? And we found it. There are certain other exercises that flare my back up. How can I keep building a strong back without keeping on injuring myself? So we found those exercises that I can do that are different to the ones that I traditionally did. So it was making a change. So I don't do really heavy deadlifts anymore because they can compress my spine, it causes discomfort and it's unnecessary. So we work on it differently. All because I say, how can I achieve a better outcome than what I've got right now? Coming back to those other things that I said that I needed to do every day, establishing that daily blueprint, working out what were those things that I could do every day that made me feel great. I was getting through and some days I was feeling good, other days I wasn't feeling so good but I'd never stopped to put it all together. And when I did, I realized that it was the food, getting all of those things right every single day and not having blowouts, not getting to the weekend and saying, all right, I'm gonna have a, a period of time off where I just don't eat uh, you know, what I normally eat. I'll have dessert and all that kind of stuff and I'd have some after effects from that, not feeling really great. And so I just made the commitment that I'm gonna change that forever. And it really challenged me because it meant that I was gonna take out high energy carbohydrates like rice and breads and pastas and all that kind of stuff from my daily eating and only incorporate it around the times when I would work out. 
And that was a real mind bender because I thought, hang on, I've been going all of these years where I eat that, like 40 odd years where I've had that for breakfast, lunch and dinner, and maybe even some snacks sometimes. Now I'm gonna take it out. I was successful for a little bit and then it would come back in again. So I can't do it, I can't do it. Whatever I've just done there, I can't do it. But you can. And there's many references around the world of people that do. And I said, well, hang on, if you want to get that top 1% health body that you want in your mind's eye, then you just have to. You have to do it. So then I said, how can I do that and still really enjoy it? And so I looked at the different foods I was eating and changed. I just changed. I looked at the different recipes that I could be making and just made that switch. As I say, it probably took me about three months to really nail it. Now, I live it like there's no other way to live. It's perfectly natural for me. It feels great. And every day I get up knowing with confidence I look forward to my food. I really love it. And I feel great as a result. I'm sleeping well. I'm feeling really good. So again, I'm starting to piece together all these different things, but I'm practicing every day, learning, saying, how do I get better? And I'm looking for it. And then another thing that came along, which is something that I'd never ever considered before, which was uh, doing some intermittent fasting, some cleansing, if you like. And so what I do once a day, and today's the day that I'm doing it, is I have a, a cleansing day process. So there's some, again, it's part of our isogenics coaching program where there are certain supplements that you have all day, every hour of every day, and I only eat one, uh, one small snack, if you like, but I'm, consume, I'm drinking lots, I'm consuming things, um, some, some little uh, supplements that help us, uh, and I do that for the whole of Monday. And then Tuesday, I get back on, and I would have thought, you know, the logic part of me says, oh, well, that doesn't work. And then I had a look at the science and the results of all that. And I thought, do you know what? Don't, don't just sit on the, the sidelines there and criticize. Get in there and try it. So that's what I did. So I tried it for a month. And the results that I saw through my body were quite spectacular. I'd never been as lean as I'd ever been until I'd cleansed. So I thought, okay, this has to become part of my weekly ritual. So I do it once a week now. I feel fantastic. No bloating, feel healthier, feel cleaner. And uh, it's good to give the digestive system a little bit of a rest because we're working it so hard. So I quite enjoy the process now. It's hard. The first time I did it, it was really hard because I didn't get it right. Uh, but then from then on, I managed it quite fine. Uh, so that's something that I've incorporated as part of my, my weekly routine. Makes me feel great. Really does. So that was another thing. It was new. How can I feel better? Rather than criticise it, I got in, tried it, and said, actually, this is part, should be part of what I do every day or every week. Just be part of my routine. And then when the other things came down to the mindset, I realised that, Every day that I, I'm reading something and learning something, that's when I feel great in myself. Because we've got this voice that goes around in our head all the time telling us different things. And often 
it can be negative. And for a long time, mine was that negative. You can't do that. You're going to fail at that. Nobody likes you. You're no good at this. You're never going to be a winner. All of those things, crazy, crazy language. But I just decided to change it. And now those thoughts just don't come into my head. They just don't because for years and years I've conditioned myself to say different things. And when you practice that, you don't miss the shot. It's like a basketball. You know you're going to get the the three-point throw in because you've practiced it so many times before. So just like recording these podcasts, almost up to 1,500 podcasts across the two podcast shows that I do. And for now, it's very easy for me. Somebody could give me a topic and I could say, bang, okay, hit record, let's go. But when I first did it, I was so prepared. I, I probably the very first interview that I did probably took me about three days to prepare for and just going over the questions. Oh, what if this question's not the right question? And oh, what if I look silly here? And et cetera, et cetera. But now that doesn't matter, you know, because I'm so practiced at it, so rehearsed. It just, bang, it just flows. So today I want to get you starting to eliminate the I can't from your vocabulary if it's something that's already in there. Now, I know that a lot of you listening to this are already in the top 1%, but there's also other people listening around the world that do have these voices in their head that say, I can't do that. I've never been able to do that. I want you to change that, eliminate it from your vocabulary. And I realize that it's going to be difficult for you to just say, bang, oh, I'm never going to have that thought again. But you have to have that thought that says, I'm going to eliminate it, get it out and change it to how can I fill in the blank? How can I achieve the success that I've always wanted? How can I achieve the wealth that I want? If you look at, say, millionaires, for instance, multimillionaires, how do they become multimillionaires? They live off 30% of what they make. So if you look at your own position and say, okay, can I live off 30% of what I make? Save the rest. That's the bottom line. You must save more than you spend. The trouble is what most people do is they earn more, they spend more. Don't do that. Earn more, save more. Spend less. How can I achieve what it is that I want to achieve? That's your new question. Stay safe wherever you are in the world. If you want to connect with me, go to the mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com. Opt in for that free consultation. Let's go. Let's make 2021 your best year yet. Because you can. See you tomorrow.